Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. Today, we're going to learn all about the Rinseroo. I mean, how about that for a name of a product? I I couldn't even wait to learn what it was. I didn't... I, 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 I can't wait to learn how you came up with the names for my guests that are on today. Um, patented slip-on shower attachment hose that simplifies a whole host of our least favorite household chores. I mean, you got to have a rinseroo. It's kind of it's like a, I feel like it's a commercial I could make. And on the podcast today is Lisa and Jake Lane, mother and son. It's so great to have you guys on the podcast. Thank you, Justin. We're excited to uh, to be here. Yeah, thank you for having us. I'm so glad you guys are both here. Um, I feel like so fortunate that I got both of you guys on because, I mean, I know, and we haven't even had a chance to really dive in yet, but like, I know you both will have different angles on this story and this product. And um, man, I when I did my homework on you guys, I just found so much cool content and availability of product. And I just can't wait to learn how you did that. So um, let's start with this. Guys, before the Rinseroo, what was life like? Were you already like entrepreneurs or did you, you know, what did that, what did that look like for each of you? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll start. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I actually, uh, was a medical sales rep. I was working part time at the time. Uh, my husband was like the breadwinner and I was just enjoying my time, you know, working a couple days a week. And, uh, all of a sudden this whole concept came to me and well, I guess we'll get into that later, but I literally went from working a couple days a week as a medical sales rep. And I honestly feel like that sales experience helped a great deal because when you have that sales experience, it really helps when you're trying to launch a product. I mean, you know, sure. the features and benefits and, you know, when you're doing pitches, it, it, all that stuff really helped me. Um, so that was my background. Just went from part time to to rinse a ruining, and then uh, Jake, <laughs> what you were doing? Love yeah. Um, so I was actually at school at Florida State studying. Ah, risk go Knowles. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I was doing risk management and insurance, um, and that all was going on while she was back at home working on this. And then when it was time for me to come out and get a job. Um, I ended up just working for Rinseroo because she needed my help by then. Yeah. And it, he actually, he was graduating during COVID. So there were like no interviews available. Oh it was gosh. I needed the help. I'm like, Jake, you're my new e-commerce manager. And he was like, yes. like <laughs> you have a job, you, you know, join the, join the Rinseroo team. And it just really worked out perfectly that he was available. He had great, you know, business experience coming with a business degree. No doubt. And he has now our e-commerce manager. So we're a great team. So I do sales and marketing and Jake does e-commerce, you know, the whole e-commerce and shipping, logistics, inventory, oh, yeah. all that stuff. Which is a lot. And uh, yeah, yeah. So we really work well together and it's a blessing to have him next to me every day. Um, so it's been, it's been great. All right. I love it. So, um, and cool. And I was going to ask you guys like how you divide up, like what you do and who's got what. And so you just nailed that. Um, talk about the product and where did this idea even come from? Okay. Uh, well, you know, it all started we, Jake and I and our extended family in during the summers, we are Jersey shore rats. So we have a house <laughs> together 
with our extended family. And when we're all here, there's 15 of us, including four dogs. Oh all my in one gosh. Yeah. That's a, that's yeah, a crowded so you house. There, you know, there's sand, there's dogs, we have guests, there's, con- <laughs> there's a constant barrage of people. And as a result, we have a t- ton of dirty hours. Uh, we have dirty dogs. And I was literally bathroom stand. My aha moment came in my shower, literally I was standing in the shower and I was getting a cup, filling it over and over, rinsing those shower walls for like the 10th time that month. And I thought there's got to be a better way. I can't continue to do this. And that is when the Rinseroo was born. I had this aha moment in the shower. And I thought, you know what? If I can create something where somebody could stop using a cup, literally like kick the bucket <laughs> and not use a bucket anymore to oh rinse the shower gosh. over the dog. That could be a mass market product. And the more I did research, I realized, you know what? It really is a mass market product. You can rinse a dog. Everybody has a dog. Everybody has a shower. This thing could boom. And ironically, that Jake was home with me that summer, and he kind of came up with the concept as to how to make this come to fruition. So do you want to tell him what you came up with? Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't give myself too much credit. But, <laughs> Come on, Jake. <laughs> um, we were just like thinking of a way that we could get something to attach to the shower. Obviously, a lot of people have their um, their installed handheld shower sprayers. Uh, that, but like that takes a lot of work to install. You gotta put the waterproof tape, screw it on, get the wrench out, and all that stuff. So I was just thinking maybe we can come up with a design that stretches, slips on, and slips off. You know, because when you're in the shower working it, you don't want something that's cumbersome and takes a long time to attach. To totally. thing because right on and slips right off. So yeah, and it travels from shower to shower too. So you can use one rinseroo to clean all the bathrooms. Got it. You, you take, take it with you around. Yeah, yeah. There's some. Well, we found. You know, since we've launched, we really had no idea about all the potential uses for it. <laughs> you're probably learning uh, that from your buyers. <laughs> It's just amazing. Like people are filling portable washing machines with oh my it. Gosh. And they're you know, filling portable fish washing tanks. Machines. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Well, with COVID, right. you know, everybody, people couldn't get to laundromats. Oh, wow. So they started buying portable washing machines by the millions and they had no easy way to fill them. Wow. Because they're pretty big, you know. Yeah, no doubt. So they would just attach the rinse to the shower head, put in it would perfectly fit into the uh the the uh the washing machine, fill it up in no time. And then, you know, word of mouth got out and people started sharing the the videos and the images and them filling their washing machines with the rinse and rinse. So, <laughs> so crazy. All right. So, was- all right. Before yeah. we, we have fast forwarded. Um, so cool. You know, I, I had, there's instead of the bucket, there's got to be a better way. How did you go from that to designing something? You know what I mean? Like what were the first steps you had to take? Yeah. Uh, you know, and that I think to me was the biggest challenge. And I think that's also the problem with a lot of other inventors out there or people with a concept in their head. And maybe that's why 90% or, or so never really come to fruition because people have a great idea, but then they're like, how the heck do I make it happen? And I think right. there's, you know, invention help companies out there. I don't really, I don't really see the value in them. Um, but what I did, I actually read an amazing book. It's called The Mom Inventor's Handbook. And I believe the author's name was uh, Tamara. I, oh, her name is uh, escaping me now, unfortunately. Sorry, but it's called the Mom, the Mom Inventor's Handbook. And that book brought me from concept to fruition. It told, you know, 
It was, how do you decide if your product has potential? What is your market? Uh, how big is your market? Talk, it talked about margins. How big of a margin do you need? How do you find an engineer to help you create this? Yep. Tamara uh, Monasoff. You know, this, this concept. Yeah. 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 And uh, you know, so from there, she recommended an engineer that we chose. He hooked wow. us up with our manufacturer and it was just, it was just a thanks to that book. Honestly, it was so helpful. And, you know, nowadays, unlike in the past, uh, there's so much information available online. You can really sure. dig up such valuable information. And if you if you're careful and you do your homework, you can really figure it out. And once that is figured out, that is like this light bulb goes off in your head. It's so exciting to think that you have this mass market product and you can actually make it happen. So that's kind of how it literally came down to that book. That's pretty cool. Uh, the yeah. Mom Inventor's yeah. Handbook, How to Turn Your Great Idea into the Next Big Thing. There's a revised and expanded second edition out on Amazon. Uh, lots of great ratings. And it's Tamara Monosoff. I think that's how you say her last M-O-N-O-S-O-F-F. Very cool. Um, yeah, I've recommended that book to multiple people. It's that's very awesome. helpful. Uh, see, that's great. And uh, I'm sure it will trigger some people to go, you know, let me check that out. Um, talk. So great. So then you got connected to designer and manufacturer and all that. So did... what? Was was there one design and then it was like, yes, that's it? Or was there like multiple iterations? Like what did that initial process look like? Well, honestly, like you you could still go down into our basement of our house. <laughs> and find all the early <laughs> versions. We have, we have a, a tub that's full of... The early rentaroos. Stretchy toys that are like oh. a similar material to the stretchy top, like these dog chew toys and things that you would find in uh, like crane games at a carnival <laughs> oh and there's like God. duct tape pieces and different types of tubing with different stretch materials of kind of piecing things together yeah i think we bought every hose under the sun too because we wanted to make sure that it would work you know right. the, the prototyping part is very challenging but you know thankfully you can go to home depot and buy a lot of this a stuff of this you know stuff, and right. just keep everything together and uh, yeah there was definitely a lot of random google searching and weird <laughs> buying, piecing things together with duct tape and things of that nature to get to where we are for sure and then like how did you know like so when you got those early prototypes and you guys were testing them i'm guessing yourselves like did you get some early feedback from others other than the 15 people at your you know the jersey shore house i mean like how did you know people might buy this you know what i mean you know we we honestly we probably should have done more research <laughs> or did we, you just go really, in like some people we, are going to buy this we're doing this <laughs> You know, I really, yeah, I guess, you know, honestly, you know, we were a mom and son team. It right. wasn't like we had this huge budget for, you know, market right. research, all this. So, you know, we tried it on a ton of shower heads. When we traveled, we'd try it. We gave it to friends and family. They tried it on different setups. And, you know, it was, I guess if you get like 25 yeses and not one no, that right. in our head was good enough. That's but no, good. we didn't say so mass, uh testing because we really couldn't afford it in the beginning no. and uh, thankfully it worked out so how long did it take from hey there's a better way than the bucket to we have something that is saleable like how long did that process take uh you know i would say from concept to actually having a working prototype probably 
Uh, probably two years. You know, yeah. I think a lot of it was, you know, the research part was maybe a year and then just back and forth with the engineer and getting all the parts and trying and trying and trying probably two years. That's so crazy. I mean, in a good way, that's, I always, I, I love to highlight that for our listeners. Cause it's like, this doesn't happen in one week or one month. It takes time. Exactly. Right. I mean, especially... and the rinse brew is not, it, it's not an intricate, intricate product. So it was pretty simple. And even a simple product could take a couple of years and we didn't want to mess up. You know, we wanted to make sure we were doing it right, doing totally. our homework. And, and then, I think that, you know, I think that is the, the the key first step is don't just jump into the pool, you know, do your homework. Do your homework. And, That's and a great lesson learned. One toe, one toe at a time. So sure. To and then what did it look like from a, um, the perspective of thinking about the name? I mean, how did you, did you already know it's going to be called the Rinseroo? Or was it like, you know, this is like we're rinsing and rooing and rinse a roo. Like, how did that come up? <laughs> um, well, honestly, we were throwing throughout the whole design and <laughs> names. process. It was just names coming up with all kinds of stuff like shower, wow, shower, wow, go hose. Shower, wow, had a bad connotation. We realized we're like, oh, no, we can't do that. And really, it came down to GoDaddy too. Like, what right? Where could you get a web? Like, it's exactly right. Yeah. So we, you know, we knew we were going to have a website, and we didn't want to have any confusion. So that yeah. really, right, Jay? And then we boiled down to the Rinseroo, and then we ended up using the Kangaroo as our mascot, like jumping around with the Rinseroo, and it just kind of pieced together and made sense. But yeah. there wasn't any rhyme or reason behind it, it definitely took a while no, that's cool it's very catchy like i said and yeah. I think the other thing too is we wanted to be able to trademark it to have our brand right. protection on so we needed a name that was not used and rinse the roof fit the bill in the domain department as well as the trademark wow so that was so, key. so yeah. key um but it was, yeah. yeah very very cool um and, and and really great in terms of the the work you've already done. Let's see here. Brands become a top star on Amazon, making the number one new release list. Sits atop the most wishes, the most wish for lists, which is really amazing. Um, so once you had the product, how did you figure out how many to order, produce, and start to get out to market? And was Amazon the first place to go sell it, or what did that look like? Um, well, how many was there in our first shipment? Like 12,000 or something like that? <laughs> We're going to buy 12,000 and hope they sell. <laughs> so when, when we got our first shipment, yep. actually, we, we unloaded off the truck. It was me, my dad, and my mom. It was freezing cold outside in like December <laughs> right. in New Jersey. And we unloaded it. We got everything off the truck, and then we checked the product, and the hoses weren't how we wanted them to oh, be. Oh, no. So then, then we had to go twelve thousand units. Twelve thousand units, just not. I, I mean, we probably could have sold them, but the reviews wouldn't have been great. The quality right. wasn't what we wanted to be. So then we had to order more hoses of better quality, disassemble every single unit, reassemble. Oh my and re so was there so family I, family nights in the garage or basement replacing hoses? Yeah, I I keep myself. Yeah, I ended up going back to school, so my mom was really, really the one. <laughs> oh, see, slaving. I'm heading back to Florida State. It's really fun. It's football, it's football season. Oh no, you're at winter quarter, I guess. It's, it's basketball yeah. season. So I, I came back home, and my dad actually had an elbow brace on from dismantling oh, so many roots. 
pretty energetic. He was not happy. Yeah. But anyway, you know, you asked, how did we decide how many to buy? Well, you know, we wanted it to be enough that if it did take off, we could actually have some to sell. Right. And, you know, it was a certain level of inventory that, you know, if you buy X, the price goes down by Y. That's right. And it was that's like, right. all right, you know, so, you know, that's kind of that's kind of how we came up with it. And then so basically you get the initial inventory, then you realize, uh oh, we need to change some things. So you got to buy 12,000 attachments and, re and fix the others. So then how, what about like initial selling? Was it online e-commerce or had it, or were you automatically going after retail stores? What did that look like? Uh, well, you know, initially we've known from the start that Amazon was our go-to place sure. and it still is. I'd say 90% of our business is on Amazon. We, uh, we're just huge Amazon fans, uh, especially since COVID. I just feel like everybody's there. There's that level no of trust, <laughs> you know, the, the, the reviews, people just have the confidence they get it the next day. Yeah, prime delivery is huge for sure. Yeah. Yep. So that, that was our, we just kind of knew from the get go, we were looking to see what else was available. We, we looked at, you know, reviews of other products. We just had something a little better that could solve a problem. And, uh, we thought if we can do something and invent, invent a better mousetrap, it's going to fly off the shelves at Amazon. And that's really what's happened. Wow. Um, that's amazing. And you're using Fulfilled by M FBA? Fulfilled by Amazon? Yes. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So um, so you go and you set up. So for those that don't know how to, or maybe you haven't sold on Amazon, you know, you go to use Seller Central, which is their pro their platform. Um, you guys go set up the, the product and you load everything. Did you have help with that? Or what, did you have to figure that out yourself? Um, or, you know, how did you optimize listings and think about advertising or not? Like, what did that look like? Because I mean, remember, nobody knew what the Rinseru was before, right? So how did, exactly, that, how did yeah. that start? Yeah, you know, um, and again, this, I know you have a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this. I, the number one thing I think is if you're going to sell on Amazon, do your homework. And that's exactly what we did. I didn't want to go on there and not know what I was doing. Right. I, you know, I did keyword research. Uh, we looked at competitive products. We used FBA toolkit to see what products in the same category, how many are the, how many units are they selling? Uh, and you can look at that on the rank on Amazon. You find out, for example, in tools and home improvement category, and the rank is, you know, 3,012 or whatever, go on to fbatoolkit.com. You can tell exactly how many units of that competitive product they're selling. Uh, you know, uh, we'd look at, you know, what are the best keywords? Those are the keywords we're going to put into the main title of our listing. We went through and got maybe a hundred keywords and made sure every single keyword was in our listing. We didn't want to have anything missing. And I think that's the key is just do your homework and list it like a pro. And that is a great start for sure. Love that. Um, and then Jake, on the if you think about e-commerce and fulfillment, and I know you handle you're handling that part of it and getting product there. Have you had any challenges like getting the right amount of product there at the right time, or uh, you know, and managing the I'll say the highs and lows of ordering, or or has that been pretty something you guys have nailed pretty consistently? Yeah, absolutely. So the thing is with Amazon is I, so I'll be sending out multiple orders a week through UPS to the Amazon warehouses, and you could I send. 32 cases of rinseroos on a Tuesday. And if they get there on Wednesday, that doesn't mean they're available. They need to disperse that throughout the country, get that to all their warehouses. So it's available to customers. So that's definitely the most difficult part to juggle and waiting and uh, <laughs> the waiting part. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
So la- last week, we ha- for example, we had uh, somebody post the TikTok of the video. Of the, uh, <laughs> of the product? That had, That's cool. Yeah. It got like 2 million views, 100,000 oh likes. And so quickly, our Amazon stock was instantly sold out because we were not <laughs> expecting that. We didn't reach out to this person to post a video, and they didn't even have many followers. TikTok can just right. gain an insane amount of traction. And then suddenly, we're out of stock on Amazon. So we had to switch to fulfilled by merchants. That's right. Where you guys were shipping it. That's right. Exactly. So I was in my basement from (laughs) packing up product. (laughs) 8 a.m. PM with my girlfriend, stuffing rinse roos in boxes. People at the post office would kill me. And in the meantime, the post office doesn't like it when you bring a lot of boxes. I don't know why. They get anxious about that. No, like two two thousand individual units. Oh are, they're, my they're, like, god! Yeah. So I was packing. My girlfriend was driving them, and in the meantime, I was sending as many boxes as I could to UPS just to try and get the stock right, back up. Get so it back in. Oh my it's god! About a, like a week and a half later, and we're just kind of settling down, and I can kind of relax a little bit. But it's, it's definitely difficult. Yeah. Because there's a lot of unexpected factors that can totally throw you off. Just <laughs> when you think that is yeah, a high class so- problem. <laughs> Yeah. The social media thing is amazing. You know, literally, like people don't tell you when they're posting. Like, we were selling like one rinse a minute that day. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh what God. did we do? Something is what? wrong. Something has happened. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> right. one, the one influencer, she had like four and a half million followers. You can imagine how many people wow. were seeing this video. And it was like, crap. We were like thrilled. But at the same time, like why didn't you give us a heads up you know so <laughs> well, that was, they're was not thinking about that they're like oh they're gonna love it when i put their product on tiktok i, I mean know. Like, you know. So it was great we're very appreciative but now say. we're at least prepared when they when they share it so <laughs> anyway it's a good it's a happy thing i yes. love it okay um and thank you i think for some they did that haven't sold on amazon like what you just shared in the last like seven minutes is super helpful um what about on in retail stores i mean do you guys you, you want to be in target and walmart and 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 quite frankly home depot and lowe's like are those on your radar screens or what does that look like yeah you know uh you know we're in the process of i think you know it, for us it's so easy to sell on amazon and e-commerce i think e-commerce is just so easy compared to right you know, retail <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean the thought of walmart would be thrilling but the logistics of that is a small yes. brand it's literally like and it's very costly know, i mean it's the whole cost- process is costly yeah yeah i mean it's you know they could potentially buy it then they decide they don't want it for whatever reason and you get it back it would just be a logistical nightmare it could put us out of business so i don't think right. we're big enough at this point to do the walmart thing um but you know maybe someday but no it's not. that's that's fair yeah. uh, it's, it's good and, yeah. and it's so, funny yeah, yeah and you guys you, on amazon coming up with line extensions totally. and you know, things like that and if we could build the brand there and online on our own website we sell on chewy.com on oh, very, walmart yep, that's all that. you know ebay all those other yeah that's great. I mean, make it easy for you guys and then grow the brand. And, 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 you know, these retailers are watching. I mean, they're, they're watching what's selling in e-commerce. They'll reach out because yeah. they want the winners in there on their shelves too. Right. I mean, right. um, any impact from COVID did that, what did COVID look like for you guys? Was it highs, lows, nothing different or what did that look like? Well, you know, sadly, one of the, the worst times in our, you know, global history became one of the best times for rinse So, 
And I, I kind of say that, you know, it's sad, but um, thankfully we had a product that could help people in this time of desperation. So think about it. A rinse a um, it, it helps. You can use it to rinse a dog. So dog groomers were closed at the time. So right. people were home. Oh, my God. How do I clean my dog at home? They went online. They looked on Amazon. The keyword search brought them to rinse Boom. They're they're buying a rinse They're bathing their dog. They normally have a house cleaner that would come to their house. Well, guess what? The house cleaner is not coming anymore. Right. How do I clean my shower? My they go online. Boom. Rinse the pops up. So it was a blessing for us. Um, and it really catapulted our sales. Um, uh, you know, it's like I said, it was sad that it was it was a reason like that. But it was good sure. in a way that we were able to help so many people to be able to solve those problems. Absolutely. Um, yeah, That's so super cool. It was very helpful. Yeah. And then how have you decided how much more inventory to purchase or like, you know, cause I'm sure there's some lead time to make this product. I don't know if you're, are you shipping international to get product here or whatnot? I mean, how are you thinking about that? Yeah. So that, that has definitely been something that's been difficult for us, but we're finally getting the hang of it. It's just like, like the I was timing, saying, right. Before, it's just a timing thing. Yeah. And like I was saying before with the TikTok thing, like we have no idea that right. we're going to sell <laughs> 4,000 units in a week. And just when we think we've ironed out our lead time and how much, how many right. units we need, something like that throws a whole wrench in our plans and then we're scrambling again. So right. it's, it's definitely been a bit of a struggle, but we're finally starting to get it ironed out just, and especially now with the success of it, we can afford to buy more units. Absolutely. So Absolutely. We're just trying to have as many in stock as possible. So when things like this happen, we're able to um, uh, adapt accordingly. Man, I'm so excited for you guys. Um, it's just it's amazing. Um, and so cool to see a brand really taking off. It sounds like a great Shark Tank product, by the way. I'm sure others have said that to you. Um, I want to ask you guys, what would be uh, two or three of the biggest lessons learned for each of you? I want answers from both. Um, from kind of going through this process of having an idea, bringing it to life, seeing it like ultra successful and and you guys are early days i love to say that on the podcast like you guys are are early days i mean so much room for growth internationally other markets in addition to retail um all right so share with our audience uh some of your biggest advice you'd share uh well i think you touched on it already justin that you know i, I think a lot of people have an idea in their head and i encourage people to go for it and uh don't ever assume that it's already been done. Um, I, you know, I just say, hey, you can get a book and you can find out, is this is this something that is worth bringing to market? And I really, I, I just, I think it's great. I, I've met other inventors. Uh, I love sharing our ideas with each other. You can learn from each other. And if you do decide after doing some research that it's worth it, don't just jump in. Like you really have to do your homework. Um, just be smart about it. If you're going, you know, decide which platform are you going to, are you going to have your own website? Are you starting with Amazon? You know, what, what is your, what is your plan and where do you want to be? And then if you are going to go with Amazon, like I said, don't just jump on there because a lot of people just jump on there. They have no idea. That's right. Amazon, you know, they, they take 15%, you know, referral fees. How much is it going to cost to ship this thing? Well, guess what? You may think your product weighs a certain amount and you can, <laughs> you know, pay. Ounces, right. But Amazon tax on four ounces to whatever it is that you're selling. So you may think it's, you know, X, 
but they're going to charge you at the one pound rate when you think it's the 12 ounce rate. So you have to know what your, what your margins are. You have to know what it's going to cost you to sell, where you're going to sell it. And if you're going to do just your own website with, you know, trying the SEO option, I personally feel like developing a website is great for like a referral base, but we've never spent money sending people to our website. It's just time consuming. It's expensive. It's just not for us. I know others do it very successfully, but figure out, you know, where you're going with this. And then when you get your plan, do it in a way that makes sense and be smart. And that I think is the key to success. That's, that would be my suggestion. I love it. All right. Over to you, Jake. Um, hmm. for me, the, the big thing I would say, like looking at the bigger picture and, um, staying organized. Cause for me, like I'm obviously doing more of the e-commerce and logistics stuff and planning for the future and being ready for whatever is to come is, is massive because having out of stocks and not being prepared for influxes and sales and taking on new accounts is a big issue because you don't want people to reach out to you with this new great business opportunity and you're like, Hey, I'm sorry, I can't take that on, you know? So I would say, don't, don't put your eggs in too many baskets and just be able to adapt and be prepared for anything. Love it. That's such great advice from both of you guys, including, and then earlier the book and when this has been amazing, um, super excited for you guys and where you are and where you're headed. Um, you guys got to come back on down the road, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you. Obviously they can buy the product on Amazon, but, um, how else can they learn more about Rinseru? Uh, well, uh, you know, I mean, if you go on to TikTok, you'll see all our I think it's all over TikTok, which is phenomenal. We're so we're so grateful for all these platforms. You know, uh, we really, really what really helps us is just word of mouth, honestly, at this point. Um, but like I said, we don't spend a lot on SEO and that. But we we have a website, rinseru.com, R-I-N-S-E-R-O.com. Uh, obviously, Amazon spelled the same way. We have a storefront. Um <laughs> We have a pet cleaning version. We have a shower cleaning version. We have parts that you can buy. Um, and we're also available on Chewy.com, Walmart.com. Um, those are the, the big ones, I would say. Yeah. Did I miss anything? I think that's it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Lisa and Jake, man, it's been so great having both of you uh, plan to come back because I know there's more stories yeah. to come. And I can't wait for our audience to check out Rinseroo. Thanks again, awesome. Justin. Thank you, Justin. So appreciative. And uh, we're a big fan of this podcast. Uh, really, really are very grateful for, for you having us on. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.